Hello and welcome to the FHG Podcast. It's Invisible Way Up. We bring you some joy. I'm Brad, that's Stu. I've been playing a couple of games. Stu's been playing a couple of games. One's good, one's not so great. Listen, stuff's happening. That's it. I'm going to shut up now. Stu, take us on the outro. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Well, we can get out of it. We haven't been paid. We can get out. We can have some fun. We don't have to worry about the podcast. Well, that sounds perfect. And Stu's response to my intro took longer than my intro. And he said he wanted to keep it. Right, it's a short one this week. Um, Stu's, Stu's busy. So we're keeping it fairly short. Um, so, yeah. Um, me and Stu held hands at the weekend. We did. And whispered sweet nothings to each other across the table. To, it's a great love story. It's one of the great love stories of the ages, really, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, yeah, it was oh, It was amazing. Yeah. And his eyes, oh, they're so dreamy. Oh, <laughs> the bloodshot like, most of the time. I actually got up to Liverpool this weekend. Uh, we didn't have any dramas on the way up. Um, we got to go to a football. The football game was rubbish. Let's let's not talk about the football game. Liverpool lost six 0 to United away. It was not very fun. Um, but you know, Edith got to go uh, fulfil a little mini dream of hers and got to go on the supporters' coach, which was amazing. Um, we caught up with friends we haven't seen for thirteen years uh, as well, um, and there'll be further developments from that, which I'll talk about one day. Um, obviously, the highlight was getting to see Stu. Um, I'm not sure if he's buried Mel anywhere because we didn't get to see Mel. He claimed she was away. Just saying. I've seen both <laughs> sides. I, 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 you know, you can't trust these claims all the time. So I, I, I would, I would take it. Yeah, I would take it with a pinch of salt, whatever I say, to be honest. Yeah. As I say, when I say Brookside, I mean like the under the patio one, not the banging your sibling one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one story, Nine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Uh, but yeah, no, it was fun and it was really nice to see Stu. Now, what we didn't do was take any opportunities to get any like promotional photos or anything like that because that would have made sense. Um, oh, but, bloody hey. hell. Yeah, but there you go. Lucas didn't bring his camera anyway, so what are you going to do? No, but nobody wants to see us anyway, <laughs> let's face it. Speak for yourself, I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Oh uh, dear, uh, but yeah, no, it was it was it was loads of fun. Um, I love being up in Liverpool. Um, I, I, it's, just a, it's just a lovely place to be. Um, lovely people, lovely city, lo- lots of things to do. Um, and yeah, one day permanently. Um, but yeah, anyway, talking of permanent, do you know what is permanent, Stu? What's that? Video games. I was going. I forgot what he was talking about. They <laughs> completely forgot for a second. Wait, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, what, what are we on about? I don't know what. Yeah, video games. So, what have you been playing? Well, I have been playing a game called. Now, let me get this right. Scrap Raiders. Scrap Riders. Riders. You know, sometimes like you play a game and you don't pay any attention to what it's called. Yeah. Or. Is that just me? <laughs> my dad, my no, 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 no. Sure, you see me try and get my head around names of video games. Come on. True. This is true. Um, I'm going to play the I'm undiagnosed ADHD card, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a possibility. But um, yeah, so I've been playing that and I've been playing it on the deck. And it's what it is. It's a kind of mashup. The kind that 
in a lot of ways reminds me of the things that I have been asking for for years and years and years, which is a bit more genre mashup and not just a genre mashup in, oh, it's a card game and a roguelike. Because it's like, yeah, we've got seven million of them. Let's start thinking. Out. Well, you, you, you're treading on eggshells there, Stu. Just... It is kind of thin yeah. ice with you, that one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know I like those. But without criticising that type of game, <laughs> I, I, I like it when there's, you know, there's lots of stuff coming along where they're blending genres and trying to do something a bit new. And this is a blend of a point-and-click and a beat-em-up. So, as you'd expect, that's not a very common mixture. Uh, but it works kind of well. So, it's it's done in that kind of sort of full-throttle kind of style. It's kind of uh, Mad Maxi. You know, bit sort of, you know, just sci-fi, futurism, cyber... We're not cyberpunk, more kind of, you know, dystopian future sci-fi kind of world. But it's humorous, as a lot of point cooks are. Punk. Yeah, yeah, apocapunk. Apocapunk. There you go, we've invented a new term. Style. Oh, I get it. Apocapunk. That's a yeah, good one. There you go. Um, so, yeah, it's done in the, the well-known apocapunk style. And... It's yeah, quite humorous and it's a little bit grown up in terms of its humor and stuff like that. So yeah, it's quite subtle in places. So what you'd expect from a, a you know that kind of point and click type of game. And the fighting at the moment, where I've got up to, is is fairly straightforward. It's not very complex as you as you'd expect, but it's it's fun enough and it's a nice break up from the conversational part of the game. Um, the graphics are this standout really at the moment they're they're really lovely there and this one reminds me of amiga games and it's got that kind of amiga game kind of look to it or 16-bit era anyway so yeah very sort of chunky pixelated graphics it's got that kind of lots of cute idle animations like in monkey island for like not just you but the npcs and um, you go around characters, you, you, obviously you've got tasks to do and you've got a storyline to fulfil, um, and you go around all of these different like colourful characters and chat to them and pick up items that you don't have to combine with other stuff. And yeah, so it, so far it's uh, it's it's quite interesting and it's a, a bit of a, a good laugh. The only criticisms I've got so far, and they're, they're comparatively minor, um, there are no that I can see accessibility options so the, <clears throat> it's uh, black text on white background which can be a bit much for some people mm. and also you can't change the size of the text and it's it's probably quite big on a big screen but it's small on the deck and anyway it should just be for me blanket across the board you can make text as large as you like um, and the other thing is more of a kind of gameplay thing is the text doesn't scroll very fast and you can't change the speed of the text and I read incredibly quickly, so I get quite bored when I'm having to yeah. like click through really slowly with slow text. So I'd love to see them add in that you can just press it, press A whenever you want, and it will instantly display all the text and just go through it really fast. Yeah, but, or do yeah. that speed up thing that some like Persona does. Absolutely, any of that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But apart from that, even though it's not in my genre really, because yeah, I don't play a lot of point and clicks. It's really good. Cool, cool. Yeah, though, it looks interesting. Um, unfortunately, the accessibility settings possibly mean I'm out unless I can pick it up on a on a ridiculously cheap sale or something like that. Uh, but, you know, it looks interesting. All the images I saw made me go, do you know what? I'm going to keep an eye on this one. So I'm glad it's kind of 
interesting, at least. It definitely is. It's got a, it's got a nice kind of. Well, I don't know how to describe it really. It is very much like Mad Max, but like fun Mad Max rather than bleak. Brown. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. So yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, pretty good. One to keep an eye out for me. Cool. Um, yep. So moving on, I've been playing. You'll you'll sense a theme. Um, I like. I've really been getting into city builders, and I've been actually starting to get into sort of like RTSs and stuff like that as well. So the first game I've been playing is called Surviving the Abyss. Look, we've had city builders everywhere. We've had city builders on Earth. Of course, we've had city builders on strange planets. We've had city builders on the back of walking animals. We've had city builders on Mars. We've had city builders in miniature on a seesaw. All of those things. So why not stick one in the in the sea? Uh, there are probably others, but I've not played one. Um, so I've been playing Surviving the Abyss. Ooh. Disappointedly, not based around the uh, film. Ah. Uh, I did look. It's set. This is set in 1976. Um, the film was set in 1994, released in 1989. They've missed a trick there. I'm just going to point that out to them. They've missed a trick. Yeah. Um, but basically, <clears throat> you basically need to manage a, as all these things start, uh, you know, a deep sea science building type place. Uh, what are they called? What are science buildings called that they call them? Like they're big. Facility. Um, uh-huh. And basically the idea is you're trying to uh, like perfect cloning essentially when well, that's the idea of everything um uh, so you get down you've got somebody's kindly already built like a central base for you down there no explanation as to why that's already there but hey it's already there um and you go down and you've got to basically do what you do in a city game um expand um live off the what what what's available to you resources wise expand further etc 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 but but because it's 2023 and you can't just have a nice casual city builder set under the sea of course there's twists there's horrific horrific twists um which will basically turn this into a survival uh city builder <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so you've got to do things like make sure your power stays on, you've got all your food, and you continue to expand and explore and do all your research. Um, but as you progress further out, you start to discover that something's out there, um, something sinister. Now, it doesn't... What I really like, and this, I actually really like this, it doesn't really give you any clues as to what that is. It does... Do you know when you watch a horror film, and you've got a horror film where they go, who is the big bad thing? And you're like, oh, I'm done now. Yeah. It's not scary anymore. And you get others that tease and they're like, they're really scary until the point they reveal. Um, you're kind of like, well, yeah, great. I should have just never bothered revealing it, in all fairness, because it was brilliant until it. Well, this is doing the we're not going to reveal anything really um, thing. And it's keeping me on edge as I'm playing it. I'm not scared. I don't get scared of these things. Uh, but it's on edge to go, oh, what, what happens if I expand here? Is this worth expanding out this far? Or is this going to destroy everything? And, uh, yeah, it's just really, really good. It's um, still in early access, so there's constant updates. When I first played it, 
Um, it was, this was even before it got its, um, its actual public release. But I first played it, it was, it was uncontrollable with the Steam Deck. And already now, you know, I can play it pretty well, pretty smartly on the Steam Deck. Um, right. And yeah, it's, you know, it's one that's got legs, I think. If anyone's into survival builders, colony builders, city builders, all that kind of thing, and even like exploration-based games, there's definitely something here. Um, I wouldn't say it's worth picking up yet for a lot of people, but there's something. This is one I, I, I'm definitely interested in. It's um, one of the better city builders I've picked up of late, I would say. So you think it's got some potential and some legs then? Yes. Really? Yes, but only if it goes on shore after selling its voice and uh, then going to try and marry a prince. Oh, understood. Yep. Yep. There you go. I get that it. was tenuous, word. It? it was tenuous, but I'll take it. If only someone would steal my voice, Stu. <laughs> Nothing good like that ever happens, though, does it? That's, that's just too much to hope for. Yeah. But this is my yeah, this is my first 2023 game. It's uh, hit early access on the 17th of January, so really recent. I've had it for a good couple of weeks though, and yeah, no, it's really it's, it's good. I I I really really like it. I can't wait to see where this one develops. Nice. So what's next from your good self? Well, nothing really. I mean, I've been travelling a lot because uh, you know, obviously Liverpool to meet up with somebody. Don't know who that was, and I've mm-hmm. uh, yeah, been down to work in London this week. But what I do play when I'm on on the train sometimes is uh, Pac-Man 256. Uh, just yeah, yeah, because that's a cracking game. There's not many Android games I bother playing, and I don't play this very often for a very good reason, and that's because it's really good for my mental health when I'm uh, anxious on a train. And I, you know, I don't get very anxious anymore. I, I, I've controlled my anxiety quite well, but I did go through a period a few years ago where it was really severe and. You know, I was really in trouble with with certain things, and mostly around claustrophobia. Like I got very claustrophobic, and um, going through, particularly going through tunnels in trains, because it's like you're in a in a box within a box underground. This <laughs> is not great for a claustrophobic. Um, no. So what I would do is I would play. I'd stick my headphones on and play Pac Man Two Fifty Six, specifically that because it's it requires so much concentration. To, do, to get anywhere and do well, that it takes your mind off it. It's a really, really good distraction. Um, so I very much uh, did that. I, am, I didn't really need to this time around, to be quite honest, which was great, but I still played the game for a bit because it's so much fun. Uh, and if anyone doesn't know what it is, it's a, it's kind of infinite runner, which is it's like vertically aligned, isometric view. So it's a kind of cross-up between... The original Pac-Man and Pac-Mania, Pac-Mania being my favourite Pac-Man game, and you have to swipe to make sure that the that Pac-Man goes up the screen in the right order. There's lots of different ghost types. There are new ghost types, and there are power-ups and weapons that makes it. They sound crap, but they're actually really good and well implemented. And you just gotta get you know a highest score that you can and keep beating it. And behind you is the is the corruption. Uh, that was present in the original game, um, which was to do with, you know, if you got a certain score, the game would corrupt. Uh, and so they've used that as a visual motif for uh, it will kill you if it catches you. So it's a re- it's just a really good game. And uh, mm. yeah, so it, it's good from a mental health perspective for me, but it's also a real real cracker. 
I think it's one of the most underrated Pac-Man games. Um, yeah. Because I think a lot of people saw it and went, oh, it's just a mobile cash-in, isn't it? Um, and I've, one, the one place I've never actually played it is on mobile. <laughs> um, I think I've played it on Xbox. I think it released on, on one of the home consoles anyway. I played it on that. Um, I've just... I think I played it on Switch. I'm sure it's on Switch. I might be wrong. But I've definitely played it on a handheld, uh, but not on a mobile. And I've recently, at uh, the end of last year, picked up the... Um, pac-man collection which was super cheap on one of the cd key sites yeah um, it was like one pound 23 or something so i went i'm having that um I, it was one of the gray market ones anyway it wasn't like one of the uh super dodgy g2a ones yeah um so i picked that up and i wanted that mainly because it had pac-man championship edition on it which i've already got but for some reason i just thought ah, oh, yeah I want that again. I don't know why. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. It was one pound twenty three. Yeah, who cares why? Yeah. <laughs> and then I saw it at two five six. I spent all my time just playing two five six because it's that good. It is. It's a corker. Yeah, and like you say, underappreciated, even though it's available on on full consoles and stuff. So yeah, I would recommend to people to you know chuck some cash its way. It's de- like you said, dirt cheap and in bundles all the time. You know, get it. It's really cool. And it's a. On mobile, it's a full game as well, isn't it? It's not a microtransaction fueled nightmare. No, you can pay for points because it's got a, its own currency. Yeah, um, but there's absolutely no need whatsoever. You unlock stuff. The the speed at which you unlock slows down the more you go on. But to be honest, after after a couple of days and the count the timer goes on in the background, so you don't have to be online with it. Um, after a couple of days, you've got loads of power ups that you like anyway, and it's nice that they're spread out because then you're kind of being drip drip fed them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, there's absolutely no need. And the full all. version on console has none of that anyway either. So it's all built in. Right. Um, and it does still have that slow grind the farther the further you get because obviously it's trying to stop you winning um, as we all know like even the original pac-man was designed to stop you winning um hence the corruption side of it um but yeah it's uh, yeah i really like it it's the purest pac-man i think since pac-man yeah it probably is yeah yeah that's a cracker yeah i think that pac-man championship edition D, uh, DX Plus, I think, and the original. Uh, no, this Pac-Man are the top three. Yeah, maybe. I uh, I have to put Pac-Mania in there because I I love Pac-Mania. I think it's brilliant. Right, which one's Pac? Is that the point and click one Pac-Mania? No, that's the one that's. It's got like an isometric view as well, and you can jump. Oh, jump yeah, kind of. It's got you got like the Lego bricks aesthetic that's the one. to it yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, I never got on with it. I couldn't. I couldn't get to the um, isometric view. I might give that another go because that's in that collection as well. Yeah, it's not for everyone, but if it clicks with you, it's a it's a cracker. Yeah, excellent. So moving on from Pac-Man, I've not been playing Pac-Man. Um, I really should play Pac-Man. Probably better than what I've been playing. Do it. Um, right, no, it's no, actually I'm being harsh. I'm being harsh. So the other game I've been playing has actually been around since. Uh, Back end of 2021, didn't know, but I don't, it popped up on um, one of my uh, PR sites uh, that I frequent. And it was like, oh, I'll give that a go. And so it's Age of Darkness Final Stand, which is a base building survival strategy, real time RTS, essentially. Um, and it's a basically, it's a fantasy based one, which I don't really touch all that often. 
Um, I tend to stick with stuff where it's more real well dish. Um, so I get, I, I understand that, but my brain can comprehend the mechanics a bit more. Because um, as soon as you start going into fantasy, I'm like, I don't know what, I know what manner is. And I know how it works, but my brain does not compute how that works in a fantasy world. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's why I like Fallout, but can't get on with Elder Scrolls. It's bizarre. Yeah. They're the same bloody game. <laughs> um, but there you go. It shows how much setting and stuff like that actually does matter for people who think it's all about mechanics and stuff. Getting the right setting helps. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, um, for atmosphere. And I'm not saying this is the wrong setting. This is just me. This is a me thing. Um, but basically, yeah, this is almost 4X in something. So you have to build and expand the base, as all, all these things do. There's a fog of war, all the traditional stuff of a, a real-time strategy 4X game is in there. And basically, you go through and you take on enemies to try and expand or survive, whatever you decide how you want to play. Um, but what this game is trying to do um, to try and set itself apart, and I do like this. Um, I think they've still got to work on it a bit. And it is still early access still. So, you know, they, they are probably still working on things. Is you have your units, and you know, like when you when you play like one of these RTS games, you go on, you might see the enemy have got like similar units out to you. They might have more than you. They might have less, and you might have to rethink about how you approach it. But yeah. this doesn't. This has swarms. Like they're they're very big on this. They could have up to seventy thousand enemies on screen at any one time. Whoa. And you get swarmed by these fins of darkness. So it's like. Um, you play, you really like one of those horror films where there's no hope and you like, you kind of look up and there's just swarms of like demon fins coming at you. That's kind of what, what it's going for. Um, and it's kind of, it calls itself like there's a living death fog that's coming in to consume everything. Um, yeah. I think death fogs are, are going to be the uh, thing of the 2023 city builder because surviving the abyss kind of has that death fog type thing <laughs> going on. Right. Um, but, you know, you go out and every journey you make out to try and go further or expand or explore is honestly, it's fraught with just, like, fear. It's like, Jesus Christ, you know, that was intense. I don't know if I could get through this. Um, and, but you can't sit still either, because if you sit still, it's going to swarm your base. So you've got to push out to keep them occupied. So you've got to balance it all and stuff like that. Um and you're not the only one doing it. There's other places doing it as well. So, you, you know, you've got to think about that. And there's a war kind of going on and all those sort of things. So it's it's a really good system. Now, I've only played maybe a couple of hours of this. Um, and it's unfortunate because for whatever reason, I loaded it up on my Steam Deck. Um, it's a verified game as well, which is annoying. But I loaded it up on my Steam Deck. I was playing it happily, and it, it plays fine. Um, and then all of a sudden, it just doesn't load anymore. It just crashes um, at the um, at the at the start screen. It just goes black. Everything freezes. It does nothing. And I've tried verifying files. I've tried uninstalling, reinstalling. I've tried even putting it onto the uh, the SSD rather than my micro SD. Nothing. Um, so I think the only way I'm going to be able to play this is either sat at my computer, which is probably the ideal way to play it, or via some um, in-home streaming, which is a shame because I like it, um, but not enough 
that I want to put the extra effort into playing it in early access at least. Yeah, so it sounds like something that might have happened on the deck, an update perhaps that broke it. Could it have been that? Possibly. There's a few. I, I've, I've kind of checked the forums and stuff like that, and there's a few people who have had similar issues, and there's no real answer for it. Um, so I'll wait for another update, see if that fixes it. Um, but I do, I, do, I like it. I, I like it. There's again, it's another one of those games. There's something there. It's from Team Seventeen as well, so they'll have a good track record of at least having competent games in terms of gameplay and stuff like that. Um, but it does need it. It does need work in terms of the actual game because I don't think it's balanced very well as it stands. Um, so it does need some balancing work. But again, it is early access, so that will come. Um, it's playable when you can play it. It's just a shame that I wasn't able to get more than a couple of hours in before it decided it didn't want to play with me anymore. Yeah. Just well, like when we had a coffee stew. We all feel like that, yeah. Yeah. A yeah. couple of hours, yeah. Done. Done. Yeah. <laughs> See you next year. Yeah. I'll walk you to the bus stop. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's good, honestly. It, it's a decent game, uh, but yeah, it's a shame I can't play anymore at the moment. Fair enough. Uh, but that's it for me, because I would go on and talk about um, Civilization Six to keep the theme going, but you wanted to keep it short, so I won't. Not this week. Sounds good to me. Um, anything else from you? I don't think so. No, as I say, it's been it's been I've been choked. Worky busy. Yeah, week. yeah, I've been choked off not being allowed to play, which is a bit harsh. I'm looking forward to this weekend. I did finish Callisto Protocol. Got all the way through it, um, and you know, as I said last week, it, all sorts of problems, <laughs> but I still enjoyed it, and it was. And yeah. so, what do you win for being the only person that probably bothered to do that? Well, like <laughs> a rare achievement of completing the game, I think. It's one of they're those gonna, where they're going to send you on a trip to space to an abandoned uh, uh, space station that you could yeah. do it for real. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, no, it's got that thing where you um, you get an achievement for each level you do, like you did in Dead Space. And uh, yeah, the number of people who had that achievement as it went along got lower and lower and lower. <laughs> that was really funny. Here's a challenge for you for next week. We'll go on. I want you to have a little look and see if you can find your rarest Steam achievement. Oh, okay. I only asked that because I got one on Civ 6 uh, last week that was in, like, it was like the only 7% of the people that have got the game have got it. Nice. Um, I was like, bloody hell. I mean, there's like 300 achievements in the game as well because there's 500 achievements. Something ridiculous because there's so many expansions and stuff like that. Um, but I was like, wow, I wonder if I've got any rarer. And then that's about as far as I've got. So I'm turning it into a challenge, Joe, because that'll make me actually look and see what I've actually got. Um, yeah. What's your rarest achievement in terms of percentage of people that also have it? Cool, yeah, no, I'll, I'll find it out. I know that on on the PlayStation, I'll have to look it up, but in Wipeout Amiga Collection, when I was playing it in VR having the VR made me so much better at the game and the uh, the infinite well not it's not infinite but you, have, you know the one where you go round and round and it gets faster and faster I can't remember yeah, what it's yeah, called yeah. Um, that one I completed it like every single challenge um, and I think that was that was something like oh, at most 1% but I think it was probably more like 0.5% 
of people had, had that achievement. I'll look it up. I'll see if I can look it up. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think yeah. you. I, I think you'll definitely win because I. I kind of get bored of games like either see the credits go that'll do or i go ah something else is out and it's shiny so i'm expecting that seven percenter i reckon may well be probably it but we'll see i'll have to go through and do a bit of a search on games i've played and where they are here's a question for you do you use one of those sites that you log into steam but it's not steam so it gives you loads of extra information because what now you know, there's websites that you can you can log in with your Steam credentials, and it will give you all your Steam stats and stuff. It's not. No. Ste- yeah, there are there's a few of them because because Steam has an API where you can just hook onto it and like because you know it takes all the data and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's no. a few sites that aggregate all the data and make it easier to to look through. But I can't remember oh, them now. I haven't used one for years. I've forgotten them. I'll have to look it up because I was, I was literally going to go through all my games one by one. <laughs> yeah, you really don't have to do that. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to do. I was going to spend a couple of days just going through like 2,000 games and seeing what my Steam achievements were. No, that's know. probably a better idea to find a website that will do it for me. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's definitely the better plan. Yeah. Um, if anyone's listening to this... I know there's more people listening to this now than there have been in the past, so welcome. Um, let me let us know when we put this up on Twitter um, next week. Whether on this, it's already live. You'll know it's up on Twitter. Response to the tweet. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going to, when we put it's up on Twitter. If you're listening to this, it's up on Twitter. When when, when you've listened to this, check your achievements. Reply to the tweet or on the Discord or wherever. Let me know what your rarest achievement is. And then I tell you what, if we've got the game, I might try and beat it. I won't, but I'll try. It'll give me something to do. <laughs> yeah. That's it. One of the ones I've used is um, uh, Steam DB. Uh, oh, does that do it? I've got Steam DB. I think, yeah. I think that so I have used it. one of them. Yeah. I just assumed that was Valve as well. Don't know why. I think, I think it does. Anyway, I'm going to show up now because, you know, that's my oh. line. No, you can still use it. Uh, but yeah, uh, right. Just want to point out uh, before I go, and this is very, very important. Friends, old friends especially, if you ever fall out of touch, do make the effort to get back in touch. Because if it's something you think you've did, there's a good chance the other person thinks it's something they've done as well. Um, get back in touch uh, because. Catching up with friends I've oh, we fell out with thirteen years ago. We didn't fall out with just lost touch with thirteen years ago. Within five minutes of being around them again, it was like we'd never left. Um it just I, I've had a bit of a smile for the last week because of it. Because I felt so good about reconnecting like we did. So honestly, if you ever feel bad about falling out with someone, I know it's not easy, but make the effort. Try reach out. Just put the feelers out. It could be worth it. That's my Jerry Springer final thought. That word it. That was all. That was very much Springer like. Very nice. And don't sleep with, you know, your best mates, daddy, and stuff like that. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Always good advice. Uh, yeah, always good advice. Uh, anyway, I'll shut up now. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, baffled myself with this outro. See, I can be unprofessional as well. In fact, I am in my in my actual job. So, you know, that works out. Um, you got told. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I certainly did. But I didn't actually go. 
that's a, that's a story for another day. But in the meantime, before that story, uh, follow us on all the socials. Check out all our content that we have on the internet, and there's a lot of it, so feel free. Join us on our Discord. And in the meantime, until next time, stay safe and stay sane.